0: Hello, hello, hello. These are your hosts, Atheet and Tappan, and this is Cold Brew Money. We are talking about money because your friends and family won't. Hi, Ateet, how are you doing? Good,
1: good. How are you? I'm
0: good, I'm good. How's your Christmas break going?
1: Good, yeah, I'm uh, at my uh, cousin's place. Uh, so just chilling here, I'm seeing family, trying to be safe.
0: Mm-hmm. When Do you work next week? Uh, yes. Yes, OK. <laughs> Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm on a break till 3rd third, third Jan and then the project starts again. Mm. So it's okay. kind of I'm trying to get my life together in the seven days that I have doing all the year-end stuff with my life reflection and things that needs to be changed and uh, goal tracking, stuff like that. Not so interesting, but it's fun. Yeah, sounds yeah. sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I that, but... I the best sorry the best part about like year end is like those lists you see right the the most recommended books of the year the, <laughs> most, the best yeah. movies of the top year top 20
1: podcasts yeah. top 20 websites or whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah so every year i wait for bill gates and obama's list mm. of songs and books
1: nice and did you share it this up. year
0: Uh, Obama did Bill Gates I don't think so I haven't seen it yet but Obama did so I tried to pick those books up next year so like last year he had shared that uh, what was the name Uh, capitalism in the age of surveillance or something like that so I had picked Mm -hmm. that up it was interesting like very interesting books but usually the books they recommend are like super heavy so (laughs) it takes time to read for a noob like me. Cool. Uh, let's get started with today's episode. But as always, before we start, if you like Cold Brew Money, hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Apple Podcast. Recommend it to your friends. Rate us on Apple Podcast. It helps us a lot to push out good content week after week. Uh, today we are trying to do something special. It's uh, Christmas break, year end. So we and this will be the last episode of twenty twenty. So yeah. we I didn't read. realize that unless I was writing that, you know.
1: Uh when yeah. I was like, this has to be a special episode. How do I convey it? And then I realized, oh, this will be the last one of the year.
0: Right. I, I actually realized it while I was talk <laughs> recording this episode. So oh yeah, just now? <laughs> yeah, just now. Yeah. So <laughs> uh so last episode. So we wanted to make it special. So Atita and I We'll be sharing some of our favourite mental models, systems we built this year, decisions that we made, just a basic, very basic reflection of things that we did this year. Um, Because it might help you, it will definitely help me based on what I teach, and then I'm hoping I can share something interesting with you all as well. So let's get started. What were your three favorite mental models? Okay, let's go alternate. So my favorite this year was, I don't know if it's a model, but yeah, I think it's a model that I picked up from, the book title is Obstacle is the Way. And Hmm. uh, basically it means that only, it's where I'm holiday. So, what, like, one quote that has stuck with me throughout the year since I've read the book is like, impediment to your action uh, progresses action. What stands in the way becomes the way. So, like, whatever stands in your way, you will find a way to overcome that, but then that will create a new path. So, op- obstacles are like part of your life. So, just get used to them and like try to navigate them. And there is a high chance that it will create a new path for you uh and i feel like i don't know but this year has been just difficult like there were so many obstacles for me and like this code somehow was so relevant to me like all the time because every time there was a decision that like i wasn't able to fly out to london in march and that was one of the reasons like i the whole blog and podcast and all that started then once i got here there were again some issues but like At the end of the day, I was able to find something better than what I was looking for. So I think it is going to be like one of my favorite models going forward. Yeah. And related to this today, only I read one more very interesting. Like it's very related to this. It was like, are you a open window person or a door knocking person? I don't know if you've read this analogy, but it's basically the idea is open window person needs to like see through the window. And like see what's on the other side of the window like what to expect and all that stuff but life never works like that hmm. so you need to turn into a door knocking person because there'll be so many doors and you'll have to keep knocking one after the other to find what hmm. you want because life not always like there's not always a window in front of you
1: yeah that, that's a very beautifully put uh, analogy. That's I think that that will be my uh, mental model for the next year. I'd like, you know, become a door person, not a window person.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, I read it today only. Like I was doing all this reflection stuff and all that. And I was like just going through because I wanted mm. to, I mean, we'll talk about it later. I wanted to create this annual review thing. Mm. So I was just going through templates. Like what are other people doing? How right. do they reflect on the entire year? and in doing that someone like mentioned this quote and it was very interesting
1: yeah cool. yeah and I, uh, I think that ties in with my next mental model also which is uh, like my my first uh, mental model map is not a territory where uh, you know, you need to know the general direction, but not the details of it. You know that there is something behind the door, right? That is the door that you should be opening, but you don't really know what exactly the path looks like once you open the door. But so that that is the idea of map is not a territory. Like as long as right. you're in the headed in the right direction, you're fine, trust the process. You know, don't get stuck up on the details. Mm. That is how I I like to look at map is not a terror. There are different ways to look at this mental model also. But this is the most uh, um, used perspective for me for this model.
0: Nice, nice.
1: Okay, what's your next?
0: Next one picked up from Atomic Habits, James Clear, aggregate of marginal gains uh, relates to compounding. Basically 1% Mm. improvement in isolation will look small, but when you compound it over time, it is massive. So try to improve 1% every day. And that's like one of my key tenants of the blog as well. Like I'm trying to impart 1% knowledge every time I write something or do something. Mm. So, like, yeah, aggregate of marginal gains. What's yours? Uh, Abstraction. This is like one of the principles of uh, object oriented programming
1: uh, or programming in general, where.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember. yeah i yeah i i don't
1: remember but i, I think there were eight the yeah eight abstract uh, eight uh, principles of object oriented programming or something like that uh, if i remember correctly uh, but anyway this is one of uh, one of that like it comes from that world where basically you don't have to worry about the implementations uh, of a component like you just believe that this will work like when you drive a car you don't really know how the whole uh, system works under the hood right you just know that it works and then you get to work right you if you if you had to think about how the car works every time you are pushing that brake or uh, accelerator uh, you your mind will be occupied a lot right like you'll be using a lot of your mental uh, facilities so just abstract it you you just know that this this will work this is uh, and and you move on to the next thing right so abstraction is where like i use it every day at work because the the programs that i write uh, i use a lot of uh, libraries and functions that someone else has written but i know that already works similarly like when you're trying to at least this is what i do like if you look at a very complicated physics formula right uh, what I try to do is like if you if you try to understand the whole formula at once, it'll be very difficult, but break it, break it down into smaller things and keep on abstracting. Uh, And then then uh, at the higher level, like you'll be able to Completely understand at some point. But if you try to do it, uh, jump in directly, uh, it, it's difficult. So, yes, I think that, um, that has worked for me for like learning any new things also. Like, you know, just keep on abstracting. Once you know what's inside the box, just close the box, move on to the block.
0: But then this goes opposite to first principle thinking, right? Um, Not really. So, abstract, uh,
1: first principles is a way to uh, at least that's what I think. First principle is a way to remove what is not necessary, uh, whereas abstraction is about uh, when you're trying to consume. First principle is when you're trying to create, right? When you ha- want to create a new idea, and when you when you want to understand something, uh, abstraction is very useful, right? Uh, where you don't have to understand every single thing uh, in in that discipline. Like if you want to uh, understand about how the mic works, right? When you're podcasting, mic is so important, right? How does the audio system work? It's very difficult to completely do that. Like, but we use it every day. Right. We just mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a, a, a good example, but uh, I think uh, it it, uh, like you, it you drove
0: the point. the point home. Yeah. 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 Uh, next one for me, uh, it's called Hedonic trade, Treadmill. Hmm. It's I'm uh, not sure if you've heard it like over time, you always return to your base level of happiness. So there might be when you look at your life, you are looking at one pixel at a time. So you might think, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so sad, whatever. But oh. when you like zoom out and look at your life, you will be always like, it will feel like the end. Even this year, it felt like it It was constant, even though there were so many big moments of happiness, like going up and down so hedonic treadmill basically means like over time you just return to your base level of happiness so your goal should be to increase that base level rather than like chasing those cycles of Mm. uh, ups and downs right so so increasing base level means like uh, looking at it from a long term what makes you happy in the long term so having a fit body and then uh having strong relationships and stuff like that so that's uh something i've been working on this year and i'll continue doing next year Hmm. so like i always have that in my mind when i'm whenever i'm making any decision
1: yeah that's a that's a great one yeah finding the true average and then raising it that's a very fair point like rather than you know chasing the short short term happiness
0: yeah like you you have 5000 followers your goal was 5000 followers but like you'll be happy for a day like right. or is your goal was to get a promotion what happens once you get your promotion like next day it's again the same thing so right. instead of chasing those chase long term goals like do you want that career or are you happy in that career and stuff like that so ask those type kinds of questions mm.
1: yeah and also like the it's also honorary mention maybe uh the Diminishing marginal utility model where uh, it is similar to that, right? You need yeah. to, you should do things where the marginal utility increases uh, when when you're making decisions rather than going down. Like it, it'll, it might go up initially and then it'll fall down, but try to do things where it constantly goes up every time you do it. Maybe slowly, but at least it goes up. And-
0: it goes up, yeah.
1: Fair point. Okay. So my last one is uh, survivorship bias because a lot of headlines and a lot of stats, uh, you know, they, 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 Code this. Uh, they, they completely ignore this model. Like they, you only look at the successes. You forget about all the failures because they don't survive. It dies off. And they don't survive to see the headline or uh, their press conference or whatever. So, like for every Bill Gates, there are so many uh, talented, brilliant software uh, engineers who didn't create the next Microsoft. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very important to. Keep that in mind. And not be discouraged by it by any means. But also that also like understanding survivorship bias also probes you to think uh, what else is there behind this curtain, right? Like what, oh fine, the, the, these are all the successful people or successful products or whatever. Uh, but what are the ones that didn't survive, right? Which why did they not survive? That I think there is more information there than just studying the ones that actually survived. So
0: yeah. yeah, like James Clear, and again atomic habits that's a go to work. Like uh, he says winners and losers are the same goals. So yeah. like don't right. chase what winners did, but like everyone wants to win the race, right? So like yeah. both are the same goals, but see what they did differently. So you like for doing that you'll also have to analyze the losers, right? So yeah. Uh, systems we created this year the first one the most important again like i don't think so these are related to investments but like it's a good Mm -hmm. life strategy i feel like most of these go for it yeah fair. Uh, okay first one meditating every morning right after a shower so i have started meditating a lot of times never been consistent but this year i was able to stay consistent and one change that i made was I started showering before I started meditating before that I was used to wake up and I was like, I just meditate for some time. And I used to sit and just go to sleep or else I would be like, I'll meditate after work. And then I was so tired. So like every morning after I wake up, like with a fresh mind, I take a shower and then I just sit for 20 minutes, that's my time. No one deserves me. So that's one system that I've created next one is uh related to relationships uh friends and families this was something i was trying to focus on this year and i have start started stacking my activities with calling friends and family so if i go for so every friday after work i have like i go for one hour walks so i'll call a couple of friends and then every morning whenever i make chai i call my mom so like chai is like stacked with calling mom so i have been yeah so it it, like i've been calling my friends and family consistently and it's something that i want to continue doing so i think it worked out like it was a good idea um the third one was uh, this is an app notion like Mm -hmm. what like the best system i have created this year is starting using notion and then i stumbled upon i don't know if you read about this but uh, thiago forte's idea of second brain so Mm -hmm. basically your brain is to generate ideas it's not to store ideas so you need a second brain to actually store ideas so you need an app that helps you store this ideas in a well formatted way and uh, helps you retrieve your ideas quickly whenever you want. So I have been using Notion for the past seven, eight months. I don't remember how long, but uh, it has helped me a lot like to pull out quotes whenever I read something or like when I'm talking to someone to pull a topic like I can talk about and stuff like that. So Notion and I'm trying to like update my notion organization right now. So that's, that's one of the systems. And then the last one is I did not have a word for this, but I think you brought it up during the, what the hat recording. Mm -hmm. So annual reviews. I used to like every year I create goals and build systems that I want to implement for the year and I reflect on it, but I never documented properly so annual reviews is my way of now i'll be like i have created a template and year after year i'll just fill them out it's a bunch of questions that i will answer plus a reflection on what i did this year so those are the systems i created what about you are you planning to make your annual review public i can make the template public i don't know if i'll make the review okay. public. yeah fair
1: yeah, you yeah, should probably make like a public version also. That that makes you accountable, right? Like the the social yeah. uh, accountability thing, right? Um, for goals and stuff. Um, yeah,
0: maybe I'll do that. If the, my template is basically pulling from a lot of different other people's, and I've yeah. just compiled like the best part from their templates into mine. So it's a notion yeah. template. Yeah, I can share that. Yeah, it's fine.
1: Yeah, I think that would help a lot of people who are want to do like year end. Introspection. I read somewhere that 90 days is actually uh, great for creating any sort of uh, habit, or even if you want to create like an MVP, 90 days is good enough, right? Like to Test it out, uh, see if there is a product market fit for it or not. Right, um, so I, I created like uh, I, I started using that this year, where you know you could actually divide the year into four 90-day blocks, um, and at the start of 90-day, I list down like three goals that I want to achieve, or the uh, habits or achievements that I want to. Get to uh, by the end of the 90 days, right? And then I list down how will I achieve those things. Okay, not more than three, not less than three, because I think three is also a magical number, just like 90 is a magical number for building a habit. Three is a good number of, uh, to good uh, number of items to have on your uh, to-do list. Um, so yeah. Uh, I I did that and I think it has worked out well, like all these podcasts were a product of of it. All these podcasts were a product of this 90 day routine. I wanted to learn like new language uh, for my work also. And that also helped me um, and also just, you know, like you said, building relationships also. So uh, next year I didn't do it this year, but next year I'm going to add that as a part of a 90 day uh, system building also like finding common activities to do in a relationship, uh, things like that. And and not just with your partner, but with, you know, your family and friends also, like we have this as a common activity between the both of us. So I want to find something similar for like every, uh, person in my life, right? Like where I can actually do an activity, not just randomly talk might actually do an activity one. Well. Yeah, so 90-day system, great, has worked out well for me. I think I'm going to continue doing it next year also. Um, and it's something, the next system is something that you also touched upon, um, habit stacking, right? So I stacked uh, my coffee uh, drinking habit Like every morning I would after waking up instead of meditating, which I should be doing. I go out and get coffee, get more anxious, Um but I think that is a whole routine. Like, again, that is my personal, you know, time, my alone time. You know, even Komal comes with me to get the coffee. Um, and it's a nice interaction. Like there are certain like small, small elements that happens. Like, you you know, you go out, uh, you, fresh air, uh, good. Ten-minute uh, walk—you uh, get some exercise. I don't think that counts as exercise, but uh, it's a, it's a nice physical activity. You get to interact with the people, uh, you know, who especially right now in this COVID times. Um, and and then I after I get the coffee, I call my uh, parents or someone in India because it's a perfect time. It's like evening in India. My work has not started. It's not too late in India. So yeah, uh, and I talk to them while the coffee is. while I drink my coffee and it's a good amount of time. Like it takes about half an hour for me to finish that uh, coffee. And it's a good amount of time to have any good conversation. So uh, that is the uh, good system that kind of formed. I don't think I made it like a conscious decision to do that, but the next system was a conscious one, reading fiction. So like for every eight weeks, I will make sure I read one fiction book, at least one fiction because, uh, because I think I lost touch with that, Uh, side of things like I used to read a lot of fiction but then you know I became a very non-fiction kind of person but I think a little bit of fiction helps everyone like um, flows the creativity juice going Um, so yeah uh, I'm going to continue that next year as well Um, and then just a side system was automating buying Bitcoin. Um, it is so volatile. Uh, I was lucky enough to uh, you know, automate it earlier in the year before it became so crazy. So, yeah, uh, and that proves to a broader point, which we have spoken about in the previous episodes that try to automate things, you know, just take emotion out of it. Yeah, those, those were my systems save. I I think I'm going to continue doing that next year as well
0: yeah nice like fiction i yeah i realized i'm not reading fiction so like one okay let's let's talk about this what's one system that you're going to build that you're planning to build next year <laughs> me think. i'll go i'll go first like i yeah. i have it in mind so like my is the fiction thing but like i'm planning to start reading books on audible like audiobooks more often because i spend a lot of time on my laptop and working while working right and i i can have that book playing in the background mm, so okay. i i want to start doing that that way i can like uh consume more content and also like because right now i'm just listening to music so like it's something that i'm planning to do so it's some system like not system but like i'll try to build build in into a habit uh going mm. forward for next year at least try it out i've ne- never tried audiobooks so i want to try it as a
1: I listen to audiobooks, few audiobooks this year, and I think they are great. Like they are improving, the production quality is improving. It's not like a robotic voice, right? They're, especially for fiction, if you have a good audiobook, there, there are like each voice actor will play a character, right? So you get like you're listening to a play or something like that. You get that sort of a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's that's a good idea. Um, so if I had to create like a, and I, I'll probably end up doing this as, um i want to be more diligent about my uh writing right like i i just write when i feel like it and i don't want to do that i want to actually write doesn't matter what i feel um and i think to do that i need some sort of a temp because as the writer's block is is for you i mean we don't at least i don't write any anything great but it still feels a lot when you're staring at the you know, that blank sheet of paper uh, on on your <laughs> Word document. Um, so I want to create some sort of a template which helps me ask the questions to start, uh, you know, so that at least I can start typing something. And then I'm sure like it, it flows. And, and be accountable. Like if I like build some sort of a streak or some sort of a, maybe I'll borrow uh, some elements from games where I can gamify it to a sense where I like posting it, uh, posting or writing every day at least, uh, and I, I'm sure like you, ha- you might have some some um, leading questions or I don't know what it's called, like few questions which will help prompt, you. Prompt prompt questions. Prompt, yeah, yeah, prompt questions. That so yeah, build a list of those prompt questions, and then mm. make uh, gamify it a bit so that I'm more more consistent.
0: Yeah. Uh, you got inspired from Jerry Seinfeld like Temp Ferris's episode. Yeah, man. That,
1: that was <laughs> insane. Like anything, I love anything Jerry Seinfeld does. Um, yeah. And he, he also, like one of the best things from that episode was uh, like you need to have an end in mind. Like if you're going to sit down and write you need to do, have like I'm going to write for 16 minutes. You need to have yeah. that. Like you need to set your uh, set boundaries for yourself, or else it becomes very daunting. For it doesn't matter how talented you are, you need to have that boundary defined.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Like breaking goals into smaller chunks because like okay, I'll publish an article this week, but like you yeah. need to have a starting point. I'll write for one hour on Monday. That should be a starting point, and then do it consistently yeah Um, cool next next point best and worst money decisions that you made Atip I don't have good ones for this because I did not make any major money decisions until October but uh, you should get started
1: I was reintroduced to uh, crypto like in uh, June or like April, June timeframe, because of all the podcasts. Um, like people who were started, uh, people started talking about it, like institutional investors this time, not like the earlier uh, boom. This time it was uh, like previously it was all like individuals who were pushing up the price, but this time it's like institutions who are who are actually buying it and they are in for the long haul, right? It's the smart money as they call it. So um, they they had started talking about it and I was like, okay, let me, let me, let me try to start a small position. And I was like, okay, I think I can uh, automate it and see where mm-hmm. it goes. I won't let it go beyond 5% of my portfolio. Right Right now it's way more than 5% because of the run-up. Good. But yeah, that was my good, um. Best money decision, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, like, buying um, during the March crash, like, uh, thanks to all the, you know, wisdom of Warren Buffet and Charlie Munger, like, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Because everyone was fearful. The fear index had gone (laughs) Pretty bizarre. <laughs> even, even he was like Warren Buffet was pretty uh, pessimistic uh, during the annual meeting. So, yeah, like I was lucky enough to have some cash on the sidelines to deploy it to work, uh, buy some good companies that I liked at a good valuation. Uh, but yeah, I, I think both of those, Bitcoin and this, were like I would say very luck-driven decisions. I don't think I there was more to do with my smartness or my talent to find things. It was just um, luck. I, I think if we look back, I would say it was I was very lucky. Um, and uh, a, a very recent purchase, and I think it's amazing, is buying a robo vacuum. I yes. <laughs> yeah, especially like working from home, uh, it your apartment gets dirty very quickly. At least mine yeah. did. There are. It's not a perfect technology yet, but I think it's getting there. And I, if you can yeah. get it for a good deal, it's not a bad idea to have one.
0: Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I would recommend it to anyone who's spending time sweeping week after week, day after day. Just buy a robot vacuum. It like saves so much time. Um, great purchase. Yeah, hundred percent. Best decision, I think, like, I started investing in index funds again. Mm. While I was in India, I had stopped doing it, so I'm happy to get back on it. The other one was banktapandesai.com, the domain. Mm. Oh, yeah. It was one of the best purchases, like, good investment. Like, it was, I don't know why did I make that decision, but it was worth it. So, uh, Ateet, rapid fire for you. Not rapid fire, take your time to think, but I got some more questions. Let's see if, uh, what's the response? What's one thing that you stopped caring about in 2020? Yeah, I'll go with mine. I, I, I made some reflections. I think I stopped caring mm. about news altogether. Uh, mm. You know that, again, that model, like more uh, signal, less noise, like news is all noise, like focus on books and stuff that matter for the long run. News cycles are so small at this point, it does not even matter. And yeah. The news is important enough, it will come to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that I'll have to go with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I like I remember following the 2016 debate and oh, the whole oh, news, yeah. uh, election so closely, but I didn't really do that like this year. Um, and also like other things with coronavirus also, like initially, yeah, maybe just to gather some information. But you're right, like focus on the, you know, just consume information, which you can use for the long haul, which has been around for a while, the Lindy effect
0: okay let's, let's next question what's one new thing that you, that you spent a lot of money on in 2020 a lot of money on in 2020 my apartment your apartment yeah. I was gonna yeah, <laughs> like I it's the same for me yeah Yeah. Uh, I, I don't
1: like to spend a lot on uh, like I want to keep my fixed uh, costs low right yeah the, and apartment is one of the fixed costs like I'm renting so it's mm. like one of the fixed costs and yeah uh, I spend a lot on it, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a short term lease for me right now. We'll see, but I like it. I don't, I don't regret it. I think it yeah. could have been better, but yeah, is the same for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, renting this apartment was the biggest like decision and like the most expensive one. A lot of money was gone. I, I, I mean, I always spend a lot on apartments. I feel like I don't know why. Maybe because I always live in a big city and stuff like that. So, but it, I, I just don't know. Like, there's a there was there were cheaper options. I could have lived further away from the city and stuff like that. But I just did not want to do it so yeah that's okay okay next one this one the next two are tricky uh, hmm. the next one if you had to teach one thing that you learned this year that would improve someone else's quality of life hmm. what would that be
1: wow these are good uh, good questions yeah uh, yeah <laughs> this these are my annual review questions nice um one thing that i i would teach someone I've said this before also but uh, reading the l- learning how to learn and reading scientific papers, papers technical papers yes like that is a superpower like you could yeah. you could uh, get the news from yeah oh um, if we had to first principle this thing right like teaching how to find the actual source, Right. from Of the, the news or the concept or whatever, like trying to navigate, navigating this digital information to find the actual uh, source or the author who's actually written it or whose mind it is coming from. I think teaching that would be very, uh, very important, at least in this day and age, uh, because, you know, there are. One one scientific paper or one concept, people will create blogs, YouTube, podcasts, whatever, but trying to find that actual one, I think, uh, and how to do that, like how to separate uh, misinformation from the actual truth, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that is what i will teach uh, some anyone Now click on that source because <laughs> that usually when there is um, some citation there is also where did they cite this from um, yeah click on that learn how to click on it, go down that rabbit Mm -hmm. hole, not the YouTube rabbit hole, I would say, is what I learned to do this year. And Mm -hmm. I think it has helped me a lot. Like, I don't need to rely on CNBC to know what the next, what are the uh, unemployment numbers. Like, I know the government posts it on their site, right? So directly get it from there. That that is where they are also getting from. Mm -hmm. So that, that was just one example, but yeah, for...
0: For me, this one would be writing like I did not learn how to write this year, Mm -hmm. uh, but started writing consciously, uh, trying to uh, tell a story, make it uh, like, make it simple enough so I can explain it to a lot of people, Uh, journaling I did for a bit, like reflecting through writing and it gives such clarity, like I, I can't, people who don't write, you need to start writing even things that you read, if you start taking notes of them, like again, notion comes here. Like I use notion a lot, even while I was reading to just write what I read and writing it in in my own words, basically. And that, that improves your thought process a lot. It gives you clarity about what you are reading and stuff like that. So that's something I would teach. Okay. Cool. Um, last one, this one is a tricky one. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you will. Yeah, let's see. What's that one thing that kept you up at night with excitement this year? Yeah, not anxiety because I was thinking about this and all of the things that kept me awake were anxiety driven. There was just one time when I was in India, like when I started, like with all the blogs, podcasts, I think I just launched a newsletter, like one night there when I was like up with excitement, because I wanted to build this whole brand around my website trying to like um you know what do you call uh trying to build more products or services and stuff like that so i was just planning that and like i didn't realize it was 3 or 4 a.m and i was just sitting there and like i was excited so that was the only time yeah
1: yeah so um we at work like one of the projects that we did was um allowing fans to Um, download their jersey like team branded jersey but with their name on it right like uh, and not like you it would be just a text that you move around on your phone uh, and place it near the jersey or anything like that it was like a whole system where it would render the jersey with your name on it and send it uh, to you, uh, and because we were rendering it, the quality was like very good. You get all the shadows and all the minute, uh, you know, subtle differences. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it had been done before by um, like any any teams, uh, and mm. like we we were able to launch it and and. It was amazing. Like I was excited because I knew this is this is something that I would want, um, and this is just one one thing that we can do with that platform. There are so many other things uh, we could do, right? So all of that was keeping me up. And then once it went live, I was uh, I wanted to see like uh, like I could see the responses, right? And I could see how many people are viewing it, uh, you know, requesting that. Uh, image to be downloaded on their phone and stuff like that. So it was amazing. Like so many people I was getting, like once it went live and they did a social media push, um, like overnight it got a lot of requests and people started posting it, uh, making it their wallpaper, posting it on Twitter, um, on the thread. So I think that was very fulfilling, like the whole journey, because it was a very... something that had never been done before and to actual execution and people posting it and liking it. Right. The whole, whole process was, uh, it was a very like short, probably like a couple of months or so, like maybe a month. Uh, but it was a very, I was excited, like, because I like doing this. This is like creative programming, uh, combining things from different discipline and then creating one product. Right. So this was like a perfect uh, example of that. So yeah, that that definitely kept me, uh, up at night during that phase
0: cool so that was it for this episode um those were some of our reflections decisions and behaviors that we changed made this year i hope you guys enjoyed uh, while we discussed it if you have your own annual review process like let us know like what do you guys do like message us on Twitter, Instagram, or email us on coldbrewmad.money at gmail.com. You can reach out to me or Atit separately as well. That would be fine. Again, if you like this episode, please subscribe to us. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way. These are your hosts, Atit and Dappan, and this is Cold Money.
1: Bye.